Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Make It Pop, Powerful on Purpose. I am your professor of popping, Gray Marino, here today with actress and yoga instructor, Jessica Risco. Let's get popping. Hey Jessica, how are you? Great, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I love, love getting to uh, meet people and it's been a very amazing journey so far. So welcome. Thanks. You started off in theater. That's correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. What age did you start? Well, not what age, because we don't give out our age, but like, when did you start? <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, so I actually started acting when I was 12. Um, a friend of mine, I'm from a very small town in northern Minnesota, and a friend of mine uh, said, the community college is doing a Midsummer Night's Dream, and they need um, kids to play the fairy chorus. Will you audition? Oh. And, I said, sure. <laughs> and so I got in, and it was like such an amazing experience to be starting adolescence, feeling so awkward, not having a place in school. And then there was this world of adults who were just playing. And everyone was accepted and everybody was taken in. And I was like, this is, this is where I belong. And so I knew that I wanted to study theater, you know, since then. And so I I have an undergraduate degree in theater. And then I went to the Peace Corps in Morocco and I came back and I thought, oh, do I, is this what I want to do? What do I want to do? So I went away from it for a while. And then, um, when I moved to San Francisco about 10 years ago, I said, you know, no, I'm an actor. I'm going to pursue this. So I've been, I was doing theater for about eight years and then I moved to LA to transition to film and TV. Yeah, those those that we take, those are uh, often necessary when we have to pull back from something to make sure we're on the right track. That's right. Sometimes they're a godsend. <laughs> yeah, because you appreciate it more, right? Exactly. You have a, a greater sense of the certainty around it. Exactly, exactly. So now you're transitioning into film and television and commercials. So what have you found are like new and big differences to you with between theater and now a camera in your face? (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, I'm a very physical actress. I'm a yoga teacher, which we'll talk about. And so like, I'm in my body, like I'm dancing, I'm moving, I'm shaking all day. Like I can't, I'm, I I have to be using my body. And I haven't yet found the way to be that actress on camera. And it could be the things that I'm doing, you know, like, especially the Zoom box acting, you really can't use your body in that way. Um, so I'm finding that is hard. And I'm also learning that I learn lines through the physicalization. Okay. So I've never had trouble memorizing lines, but sometimes I'll get this copy or I'll get these two page sides. And I'm like, why? This should be easy. Why is this not sticking in? Um, And I think it's because I haven't yet integrated like how I can use my body for film, if that makes sense. It it makes absolute sense of the physicality. Yeah, you've got like, you know, this finite space and you're like, how do I maneuver this to like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's a whole different learning ball game. <laughs> yeah. 
It is. And then I think the other thing that I am learning about myself is like, I have a whole emotional life happening inside all the time. In fact, like I'm overwhelmed by my emotions 90% of the time. Um, but for whatever reason, and I think it's because on stage, I use my body to show it. It's not always being conveyed on my face. And so sometimes I'll watch these takes and I'll be like, I'm literally just staring blankly into space when that's not what's happening inside. So I have, a, I have to really think about the way to like activate it so that you're getting that experience through the eyes, through the face. You know, uh, I'm just having to learn how to place it in my body differently. Yeah, that's, that, uh, I, w I was told that I needed to have more fun. Mm. I, I was apparently taking, I was too serious about things. <laughs> You know, I had a real issue with RBF, but that's not like me as a person. It's just, I just, <laughs> so having to try and get myself out of that and, and bring my emotions from, from here down. <laughs> yeah. Right. Was a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. Um, so out of, okay. So we'll start with your films that you have done. Yeah. Um, are any of them on the film festival circuit? Uh -huh. Yeah, so I, about, maybe it was like eight years ago, I was asked to do a short film in San Francisco and uh, it was a horror. And that one went through the festival circuit then. And it was, it was great. I had a great experience. And this, that was the first time I was on set and was like, oh, I, I like this. You know, this is something I think I could do. And that is, it's no longer in the festival circuit, but you can find that one on my website. It's called This Little Light. Okay. Um, and then in San Francisco, I did a bunch of just student films and little things here and there. But then two years ago, almost, I was uh, cast in a feature down here called 86 Melrose Avenue. And that one is now in the festival circuit. It looks like we're basically in a festival every week or every other week through the fall. So. I got to see it for the first time at the Oakland International Film Festival virtually uh, last week. They uh, was it premiered at a festival on Saturday, and then there's a couple more coming up. Yeah, so that's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels great. And then um, I have a bunch of stuff in development that I'm working on to start producing myself and collaborating with friends. So hopefully okay. that'll be soon. I was going to ask you, have you finally jumped into the uh, create your own content realm of things? Yeah, I was so resistant to it for so long because I think it, for me, it was like do a one woman show. And I was like, I don't, I don't have a story that I want to tell. Like, that's not, that's not where I am. And I was, I, I don't have a writer's brain. I, people hate when I say this, but like I could improvise anything that you wanted to improvise. And if you wanted to capture that, I would be very happy, but there is something that happens when I have to sit down and put pen to paper, like all my spontaneity, all my creativity, all my uniqueness feels like it just like goes out the window. So I was really hesitant for a long time. And then I, a friend of mine from San Francisco started organizing these play readings once quarantine started. And so I would show up weekly or twice a week and it was like my lifeline. And through that, I've met a bunch of people who actually were in San Francisco and have moved to LA. Some I knew, some I didn't. And we gather and we make things. And a lot of it is improvised. We did a 
music video on Saturday, which is like a, like a comedy music video. So there have been things that have been coming out of that. That's really helped me move into the driver's seat a little bit more. Like what I'm realizing is, yeah. And I think what I'm realizing is like, maybe I have a producer's mind, like not capital P producer. Like I'm not a money person. I'm not that person, but like, I love people together. I love casting. I love like figuring out the logistics of things. So uh, that's been really, really fun. And then, um, you know, when you get to collaborate with your friends, the like beauty of the stuff that comes out because you have that trust and that intimacy is really great. So there's some, there's some stuff coming down the pipeline. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, nothing really beats collaboration and creation. It, I, um, I don't know why I'm like a solo worker. Like I'll sit there and just write and write and write and write and write. And then I'll get annoyed that I'm writing so much. Cause I'm not, I don't like to write. I write because mm. I can, and I know it's helpful even with self-care purposes. Mm. And I do come up with ideas and I'm like, really? Like, can I, no, <laughs> but, but yeah, I get it. Um, I think, uh, writing is um it's a skill everyone has creative writing yes but I think that comes along with keeping that inner child and not losing it yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so you said you were a yoga teacher that's right I am I love it. And oh, wait, wait, I did mess up. So, um, I forgot to go back and talk about your favorite production on uh, theater in theater. Oh, oh my gosh, there's so many. I love, and I love language so much. And I love the language of place. Um, I saw you were an ESL teacher too. I was, yeah, that was my job when I was a Peace Corps volunteer and it sort of became my like bread and butter, like paid gig until oh. I started getting enough auditions and things where I couldn't commit to the time of teaching. But that was a new skill to add to your skill box on the resume. That's right. And you were being helpful. I mean, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. And actually learning a language, in my opinion, is the same as actor training. It's like listening and responding. How do you want them to feel? What are you trying to communicate? What are you trying to receive? You know, so a lot of it is, I brought a lot of theater games into um, ESL work. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody realizes that what we're doing right now is exactly what they want us to do in an audition. <laughs> no. We overthink it and make it worse than it is. I know. I had an audition today where they were literally like, um, just tell me about a movie you just watched. I was like, okay, let's just talk about it. And that was the whole audition. And you go, okay, all right. <laughs> Bye. That's not weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so back to your theater production, your favorite one that you've enjoyed so far performing in. Well, I think probably two. One was, um, so my favorite play of all time is Angels in America, um, part one, Millennium Approaches. And so that was sort of the tipping point about whether or not I was going to pursue acting. And I was living in Tucson and they were doing a production. And I said, if I book the part, if I book Harper Pitt, my dream role, then I'm going to pursue this for a while. And I did. And it was great. And the play is so beautiful. And I love playing Harper. I want to play Harper forever. <laughs> um, but then when I was in San Francisco, this new immersive theater piece came out called The Speakeasy. And they employed like 50 actors in the Bay Area to develop and create this 
an interactive um, type of immersive theater, which, you know, is sort of this new kind of theater that's really cropping. Um, and I got to originate my role and I got to help in the development. And I had, in my opinion, others might argue the best character of the whole piece. Like she was this wild former suffragette teacher by day, drunk by night, ex-flapper who would just like walk in a room, create chaos and leave. Wow. And, um, you know, at the end of the night, I, I got to like go up onto the cabaret stage and like kick off all the chorus girls and just take over. And um, bad mama jamma. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> and I did that for over a year. I performed over a hundred times. Wow. And, you know, in the Bay Area, they don't have extended runs like New York and LA. So to be able to do that kind of, to have that kind of contract as an actor in the, in the Bay Area is unheard of. And then to do immersive theater, I feel like you could throw anything at me as an actor now and I could handle it. Like it made me such a better actor. And then I, through that projection, I also realized how much I love development of oh. new pieces. Oh, good. Yeah. As long as you remain open to learning, you'll discover all kinds of things about yourself. Yeah, that's right. That's Pretty right. awesome. Yeah. So now back to the yoga. <laughs> mm -hmm. How long have you been a yoga teacher for too? So I've been a yoga teacher for uh, officially, like through my teacher training for two years, but I've been teaching on and off for about 10 years, just with friends and at the ESL school, like beginners who wanted to learn. Um, I've been practicing yoga for about 18 years on my own. And uh, it's like my favorite thing to do. So what Back dancing? Yeah, I, I like dancing. I actually had a uh, ballet scholarship when I was little from oh, wow. theater, from doing musical theater. That's where I got it from. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so um, now, what benefits do you think yoga will bring to artists and well, everyday people, but specifically for this series, actors artists. and artists alike? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in general, it just keeps our body young, you know, right. it keeps our body limber and it prevents injuries. So as actors, of course, we benefit from that as humans, we benefit from that. And one of the things that made me want to be a teacher is like, I look at my dad and he's so strong. He's like one of the strongest, fittest men I know, like for being his age, he has no fat on his body. He's still got muscles. He, he can move, but he can't touch his toes. Mm. And so I worry about his joints. And I think to myself, you are not the person who needs to have a joint issue because you you're so active. And so I think what yoga can do for us is it, it, yeah, it literally keeps the body young, I think. Mm. Um, and so for actors, there's a lot of benefits. You know, I had a teacher once talk about this concept of readiness that like our bodies as actors need to look like they can, they're ready to do anything on stage because we're living in a hyper-realized world, right? Or even when we look at movies, you know, the amount of control that your body needs to have for certain things or like action sequences or dance sequences. Like our job is to bring all the elements of life to life, you know, for the screen or the stage. And so just having tone and fitness and flexibility and balance can do that. Okay. But then I also think breath, 
you know, being in our bodies and being connected to our breath is so important. Um, I think it calms the mind and it calms the anxiety around this profession that some of us have chosen, some of us can't get away <laughs> from. That does so much damage to oh. our self-esteem because of the amount of no's and the competition. And like yoga takes all of that away if you really sit into the mental practice as well. And then this part might feel a little bit woo-woo, but I do believe in it. Um, <laughs> so there's like the chakra science and oh. you know, chakras have this bad rap, I think is being sort of this like kind of woo-woo thing, but there is a science to it. I mean, acupuncture is using the same energy cycles. A lot of um, uh, Eastern medicine or like homeopathic and alternative medicine practices use it as well. And it's just about flow of energy in the body. And I was doing a chakra workshop one time and I was like, this is the same thing as Alexander technique. Right. We're just trying to open the spine so that there's a flow of energy. So there's not a block. You know, actors all the time talk about like not being able to cry on command. And I would argue that might be because like some of your chakras, some of your energy isn't flowing through your body to access that vulnerability. And that comes from stress and tension and holding emotional experiences. There's a book out there. It was written about doctors, but I think it applies to actors as well called The Body Keeps the Score. It came out of Stanford. And it was talking about how like ER doctors in particular, because of the amount of trauma they experienced from others in their daily lives, were like having high rates of suicide, depression, high burnout rates. And they were finding like all of these physical maladies. Mm -hmm. And it's no secret. I mean, when you take on a part, when you fully take on a part, you are embodying the life experience of someone. And of course, because it's interesting, there's trauma, there's emotional baggage, right. there's all of this stuff. And so I don't know how that doesn't live in our bodies as actors. And we don't, it's not like we slough it off and we take on the next part. Yeah. So I think yoga can help us with that. Okay. That does actually make a lot of sense, actually, because I, I mean, uh, there's, there's stress induced illnesses out there. So if your body's holding it, <laughs> you're going to feel it. You're going to know it. It's going to make you. Yeah. I, I um, know that uh, high blood pressure that's mm -hmm. holding in stressed arteries giving you i mean yeah so yeah it's it's it makes a lot of sense <laughs> so are there any words for anyone that you would like to share uh whether it's to motivate others whether it's to inspire actors to well beginning actors or just actors in general to move forward or just for everybody of love. Yeah, I think a phrase. Um, so I have a, I take class with a, a woman named Carol um, DeAndrea here. And she, she was in the original cast of West Side Story on Broadway. She's in the movie. So she's like longtime theater actress, has worked with LA actors forever, loves actors, loves creating community. And she said last week in class, and it's really stuck with me all week, is that the, the quote was, and I don't remember who she was quoting, so I'm going to attribute it to Carol. Um, to go far, you have to start where you are. And I think this is a good 
quote for acting, for life, and for yoga. Because I think sometimes there's this sense of like rushing, like I got to get to this certain point. By this age, I need to have booked this thing. I need to have my union card in order to do this. I think there's always a sense of um, uh, unrest Mm -hmm. the actor, right? Within our careers, especially in the film and TV industry because, and now that we have social media. And so I think just remembering that we all come to this career and this position from a different place. I mean, some people's parents are Hollywood actors and some people know somebody who's a producer and other people like me grew up in a really small town and they found their way to LA and don't really know anybody in the industry and they're just relying on their talent and their hard work. And you know, we're all coming at it from a different perspective. Um, and so I think just having that patience and remembering that, that it's a, a calling being an artist is a calling and if you're if you really listen to your heart i think it'll it'll guide you in the path that you, you want to go well thank you very much you're welcome if you haven't yet get your yoga on and get popping to participate in any activities or giveaways please join us on youtube make it pop